Hey, great day. So before we get into today's podcast episode, I have a huge announcement. We are bringing back the Abundant CEO Private Practice Bootcamp. This is a three-day virtual party that I'm inviting all mental health therapists that either want a private practice in the next six to 12 months, or you already have had a private practice, maybe for the last year, five years, or even over a decade, but you want to understand wealth and cash flow in your company. You want to learn how to show up as a CEO and work more on your business versus in your business. Maybe you want to assess the health and the wealth of your current or future private practice to really see if you're on the right path to increasing your revenue, to growing your practice, maybe to streams of income later, or maybe even a group practice. Bottom line is you will walk away from this three-day bootcamp clarifying and understanding your niche, understanding how to show up as an abundant CEO, and most importantly, assessing the health of what you believe is a profitable private practice. So head down to the show notes and go to the link drtk.com forward slash links and sign up for the bootcamp. I'll see you there. Now let's head into the podcast episode. Hey, great day. Welcome back to the podcast. So this is a very special episode. Throughout the month, I head over to YouTube and I stream live. I answer questions or I host workshops on things for private practice, digital products, and I also have special topics that I cover related to career paths for undergraduate students, graduate psychology students, and also licensed mental health providers. So one thing that I want to just give you a heads up is if I ever reference something that is on the screen, but clearly you cannot see it. You can always head down to the show notes and we will link up the direct video so that if you would prefer to just watch the video on YouTube, you can click that link. If you also want to feature a question that can be on one of our future podcasts, head down to the show notes, go to drtk.com forward slash links, and there will be a button that says upload your podcast question. Now, one thing that I would highly recommend is for it to be as detailed as possible. Each month, my team and I, we review all of those questions. And depending on what type of question it is, it may be dedicated to a full episode or it may be featured in a laser Q&A. So with that said, let's go ahead and jump into today's podcast episode. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant tools to help you become the CEO of your business and life. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 years into building a multi six-figure mental health business and seven-figure digital product business and doing what I love. Now, I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapists Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, great day, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. This is Dr. TK. Really, really excited to do this workshop today. We will be talking about five marketing tips um, when you launch your ebook. And so one of the reasons why I chose to do this topic is that we opened up the doors recently to our Digital Side Hustle Club. You know, I also have a private practice academy and we've had various live events over the last few years. And the more and more that I meet entrepreneurs across 
the country, the more and more enticing I feel to talk about digital products again, because it has been a while, okay, that we have talked about it at least on the podcast, on YouTube, on Instagram. And so I know a lot of the individuals in our community, they really are um, having, they really have a high desire to take the gift that they have in their industry. It does not have to be that you are a therapist when we talk about digital products um, outside of like my private practice academy. And so what I find is that people want to take their gift, their genius zone, and then they want to put it in a physical book. And in our community, we also encourage individuals if they desire, of course, because we can't like make you do anything, right? Is that I always highly suggest to test out what's called beta your product and do it in the form of an ebook and get feedback. That way, if there is anything that you want to update, if you are in the book writing phase, then you can get feedback before you order 150 books or maybe your books are coming from out of the country. Um, you do not want to get all those books and have them collect dust and you don't do anything with them because you don't like that version. OK, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. So let's talk about five things that you can do right now to either think about marketing your book if you're in the beginning phases or some of you, because it's January too, you may want to relaunch your existing book, okay? Now, as I'm going through the material, if you have any questions related to the topic, by all means, please drop them in the comment box. And from time to time, I'll stop and like see what's going on and pull your questions on the screen, okay? So let's go ahead and get into it. Ebook launch, five marketing tips today. And so step one, I always start with, the vision in mind. And so before you even think about honestly writing a book, you want to think about what is your goal of writing the book. So I'm going to take you back to, I believe it was 2022. We had a CE workshop on seven streams of income, but that year we actually did it in person in New York. It may have been 2021. I'm not sure. 2021 to 2022 of August. So when we went out there, we had about 30 individuals come into a space, um, like a co-working space. We did like a six hour workshop and somebody had asked a very, very good question around what if I want to write a book about me? Is that a good or not good idea? Now, this individual was a mental health provider. And so from time to time, I prefer that other people also engage in the discussion, not just me standing in front of the classroom or workshop room and dish out answers, right? So, um, you know, I put my two cents in, but collectively what we had given that individual in terms of feedback is if you're gonna put out a book and it is about your personal life. The first thing you want to identify is what is your goal for putting that book out there? Okay. Are you focused on getting leads, meaning uh, people's information so that you can stay connected? You can add more value. They'll be on your email list, your text list. Um, is your goal ultimately even from the leads to then offer them a product or service? And then sometimes we uh, put out a book because we want to establish our expertise, our authority, and that leads to your brand, meaning people, when they see you or when they hear your name, they associate the expertise of ideally what shows up in that book, um, you know, to your name. And so what ended up happening is, uh, 
you know, we gave this therapist the feedback of because of the industry that you're in. So keep this in mind. You may really want to think about not you may really, but you you want to think about if one of your clients got their hands on this book, how would you feel? Like, you know, because granted a client, you know, a therapist can say, well, it, it doesn't matter, but it only does not matter until someone starts asking you questions. And when you put a book out there to the public, you're putting it out there for anyone to read. And so if let's just say this person said, actually, I don't know if I'm ready for people to ask me questions about different parts of my life. Well, kind of like social media, don't put it out there if you don't want people to give you feedback on it, even if it is unsolicited feedback. Does that make sense? So ultimately, right before you start marketing a, marketing a book, but honestly, to the people who are in the phases of having an idea to write a book or you have a book sitting on your computer right now, is identify what your main goal is first. And then, of course, you can have all three of these as your goal, but they should stack on top of one another. OK, and you'll see what I mean by that in terms of the things that I'm going to share with you in the other four phases. OK, so number two, and let's talk about leads. And so when you're marketing your book, you want to ask yourself, what can you expose your audience to, meaning the people who you want to get your book? So let's just insert a 2.1 and a 2.2. The 2.1 is who is the targeted audience that you want to have your book? If you say, I just want anybody to buy my book, of course, outside of your family members out of support, right? With friends, you still want to have a targeted audience. So the things that you ideally are learning to run your business, whether it is in mental health, a private practice business, or maybe even you have a job, every company has a targeted audience. And the audience is not necessarily male or female. It may be a geographical location. It may be a socioeconomic status. It may be based off of a career title. You define who is your client avatar. Okay. So that's 2.1. 2.2 is now that we have your targeted audience identified, what do you want to show them to tease them a little bit, this is my idea of how you can market it and you'll see how this will build up. What can you give them as a teaser? Now think about it as if they were watching a commercial. When we go to movies, how do we know another movie is coming out, whether we're watching it now at home or we're watching it in an actual theater. They show us like a two to three minute trailer. Even on Netflix, now you can view trailers. Heck, on YouTube, you can, as a, um, a you know, a, a YouTube creator, I can upload a video. I can push a button and I can say, I want all of my videos or I want this particular video to showcase like a snippet, like uh, 15 or 30 seconds or something like that, where if you notice, especially on your TV, if you're scrolling through YouTube, trying to find a video, you will notice that it will go on auto autoplay in about three seconds. Okay. But that's giving someone a snippet of the first few seconds of the video. And so one of the things that I did with my very first book is that, um, and all the things that I learned is why I talk about this now and teach it, right? So when I first wrote my book, it was originally for the target audience of premarital couples. That was it. Not different type of couples, specifically premarital couples. Okay. Now at the time I was also getting married. So the cover of my book, I should have brought it out, but the cover of my book had like a, a multi-tier wedding cake inside the wedding cake had certain words that, um, you know, was the same as some of the chapters like communication, trust, uh, 
you know, friendships and kids, you know, things like that. And so at the top of the cake, it was also the first phase. It was a man and a woman. Right. So these things are all important because depending on who your targeted audience is, I didn't know any better. It was my first book. Honestly, I just want to get the first book off out there and then I fix it later. But I shortly found out that as people started to come to my book launch party and they started to purchase the book, I recognized that uh, there were way more people that were in long term or cohabitating relationships or single people who wanted to be in a healthy relationship and wanted to go through my 88 questions of how I can be comfortable and confident with myself to position myself to be in a healthy relationship and have mature conversations with a potential partner. Cause that's what my book is about. It's on Amazon. I just don't sell it right now on the website. Right. Cause I don't do couples work right now, but I did that work for almost eight years in my private practice. And so after I start noticing the trend of who was buying, I realized that I probably should have put it out. I mean, I'm happy that I sold out all my books the first round, but when I was about to put out another batch, meaning purchase another 150 books, I thought to myself, would it be wise for me to do an ebook version, get feedback on the updates, and then go and get the other book published? Or should I just buy another batch? And I'm risky. <laughs> I experiment. So I said, let's do an ebook. And this is where all of these tips that I'm going to give you right now actually, you know, started to formulate. So I also had just started teaching my own digital products, um, you know, through my coaching business. Um, outside of that, of course, I was building digital products, but they were courses for colleges. That's how I learned how to build courses initially. And so I was on a platform called Teachable. A lot of people are familiar with it. Now I, I mean, I went through three different course platforms, but what I ended up doing is I looked at the book and I said, what kind of teaser can I give people that may need to start having these mature conversations, but may not know it yet? Right. And maybe some people don't want to come to therapy or they don't want to go get premarital counseling or coaching, or they don't even know that that thing exists maybe outside the church. How can I reach more people even across state lines across the country? So what I did is I went into the Teachable website. Please write this down because a lot of this stuff is not written on these slides. I went into the Teachable website. I uploaded my introduction in chapter one. That is it. So it so when you logged in, it was give me your name and email address and I'll give you X, Y and Z. And to the outside looking in, it was very appealing because they were getting parts of my book, not the whole thing. So if you are focused on I don't want nobody to see my whole book, that's more of a scarcity mindset because I want you to hold on and see exactly what I did. My goal when I wrote my book was the first goal was to brand myself as the couple's expert. Okay. Because before that I was just working with teenagers. I was working with adults, but I hadn't start branding myself. So everybody knew me as the difficult teen lady, the lady who worked in the juvenile hall at the high schools. Right. But behind closed doors, I was working with their parents. I was working with couples and I really enjoyed it. So I wrote a book about it, you know, et cetera. So I uploaded all this information to a teachable website to collect leads. Leads is your name and email address. And that has to do with the thing that a lot of people try to stay away from because you despise it, but your business thrives off of it, which is email marketing. Okay. So from there, 
I said, okay, number three is beyond the goal of what am I doing this for? Beyond collecting leads, what else do I want for my audience? Because I'm all about, if maybe this is your first time coming across me, I am really big on community and value. Like I don't want anybody even to come to any free workshop and you can't walk away with nothing. Like you will always walk away with plenty of things, not just one, right? So then I asked myself, how can I lead them to my ecosystem, my internal community through email? Back then it was through Facebook to add value to them beyond the email system and stay connected. So I took their name and email address. In exchange for that, they received access to a five-part, and you may be wondering, what do I mean by five-part? Five-part included the introduction from my book. Literally, it was in a PDF format. I just uploaded it. The other part was more of a bio of who I am so I can establish myself as an authority. Another section was a page out of my my book, like a couple's contract or something like that. It was a lot of the things that were before the introduction. And then by the time they got to chapter one, I'm going to hold on to that to tell you what I did, okay, with chapter one, because you're probably trying to wonder which parts of the book should you give, especially if you have like a journal or something like that, right? So they got access to the course portal in exchange for their email address. And then on top of that, I was sending out newsletters. Now I do go above and beyond. And at that time, it was like Periscope back then, kind of telling my digital course creator age, (laughs) right? But also Facebook had just came out with live when I was part of this mastermind for marketing where I wrote my, where I learned how to write my first book. And so they, the mastermind that I was in was telling everybody like, um, you can do Periscope, which me and my friend was doing at the time, but go to Facebook live, go to Facebook live. So what I started doing non-scheduled is initially is I was going Facebook live two to three times when I came home, either from my nine to five job and or from my private practice office, I would just pop up and say, Hey y'all, I'm on my way home. Uh, And they knew I worked in a jail. So I'm like, I'm leaving the jail. Um, I'm going to go live at five o'clock. Sometimes I will go live sitting on my staircase and it would just be like raw conversations. One of my top topics was, is she crazy or did she make you that way? Because clearly when I'm working with people who want a healthy relationship, you know, men were saying, I don't know why she don't get that I need boundaries. And I'm like, you're not establishing them. You're leading her on by sending emojis and saying, good morning, beautiful. But then women were watching because I was like, oh, don't trip. I'm talking to y'all too. Because when they give you the boundaries, lady, ladies, you choose not to listen to them. So we about to double dip around here. And so we had a lot of fun on those conversations. And then at some point I started to make it regimented where I said, okay, I'm going to go live every Tuesday at five o'clock or something like that, right? So if you're watching live, put a one in the comment box if you're getting the gist of what I'm doing again at this point, looking at what is my goal for writing the book and what is my goal for marketing the book to get it out there? Number two is who is my targeted audience and what do I want them to do? What do I want them? What do I want to give them to add value? And then number three for me, it can be different for you. I'm just giving you some suggestions is I was looking at how can I build a community? Because at some point I'm brainstorming with my husband. I want to, this is when I really start thinking about live events because I love parties. I was like, oh, we can have like a couple's retreat. We can like go over the whole book in two days. You know, at that point I was like traveling a lot. And so we, me and my husband were just thinking about all these ideas of what 
I could do with these couples. Okay. So course portal, email opt-in, and then they got newsletters that led them to my Facebook lives. Okay. So number four clearly is sales. Okay. So the question I asked myself at that point is how can I position when they opted in and gave me their name and email address, how can I position the lead magnet opt-in to make them want the next step? Because it's not good enough for me just to give them the introduction and chapter one. Chapter one, I said it was 88 questions. It's 12 chapters. The book is about that thin. Each chapter has on average four questions, as little as four questions, all the way up to 11, right? The goal is that somebody should be able to do this book on their own at home, potentially unless they have a lot of relationship trauma or personal trauma that impacts relationships, if you get what I'm saying. And then they may need to clearly go seek help. So in the back of the book, it gave like mental health resources, including myself at the time when I was seeing couples. And so um, one of the things that I did is I gave them examples of some juicy questions, specifically from the chapter that I feel like most couples or individuals avoid talking about having mature conversations, but it's the main thing that becomes a problem when you're actually in a relationship, aka what is commitment? What is a relationship? And you may be thinking, well, duh, X, Y, and Z is a commitment. But if I asked everybody who was sitting here watching right now, if I went and surveyed everybody that I see today in public, everybody would have a different definition of commitment. And there were no yes or no answers. And so what I did is I looked at like, okay, when I was serving couples, which question in chapter one was like the juiciest conversation? And when I say juicy, I don't mean gossipy. I mean, it was a rich conversation. It was like, oh, y'all got two different definitions. And if we don't handle what is the definition of commitment, we can't even go into talking about trust. We can't talk about, you know, if you don't have children yet, talking about children because we haven't even committed to like, committed to the relationship. And we're trying to talk about marriage. Oh, (laughs) you know, so that was in chapter one. So what I did, let's just say if there were 11 questions in chapter one, What I did intentionally is I chose four to five questions from the 11 that I felt was going to be leaving them on the edge of their seat saying it was cool, it was easy, or this was a little challenging. If this is chapter one and you say it's 88 questions, where's the 84? (laughs) Like what? And you say that these are all the categories. So what would happen is when they would finish, or when they would click complete in the course saying, you know, I downloaded this or I did the activity because I would give them prompts or whatever. Then in the next section, it would say, do you want more? I would have a picture of the book, write this down. And it would say, click here to buy. And depending on where you want to send them, that's when you get all into the tech, you know, the technicalities. I'm not going to get into that right now. But for me, it was leading them to my website store at the time because I would only send people to Amazon when I was sold out. Or like now, if therapists in our program say, hey, can I get my hands on your book so that I can, you know, look at it for my clients? And then I just tell them, tell your clients to go buy it. You know, you can use it. Just don't make copies and pass it off as your own because it's not (laughs) right. It's a copyright written under my name. But, you know, I've had therapists that go through my programs that actually buy a few for their clients. Right. So that's the gist of 
how I led people to sales. Let me pause. Let me ask you, what do you think with like a one worder or a phrase? What are your thoughts about leading people through a lead magnet, building a community, continuing to add value? And now we're talking about you are going to give them some more juicier things to do. You're going to give them a snapshot of what you have to offer for free for exchange of their email address. They get a whole course portal. And then on top of that, if they want to purchase the whole book, they can. And here's the thing. Even if they don't buy it that day, it's okay because that's why you have to follow up via email marketing for those of you who want to be allergic to email marketing. (laughs) Okay. So the penny is in the follow-up. If you don't have people's information to follow up, All you're doing is getting in front of all these people with no follow-up contact. That's the thing, even on social media, you want to be very mindful not to go into that like vein space, that surface space to say, oh, I have all of these followers. If you're not getting engagement and you're not taking people off of social media and having a conversation with them about your product or service, all you're doing is showcasing your face. Congratulations. Okay. So number five is I really honed in on my brand. Clearly all these things for me led up to my brand. So in the back of my mind, it was like, I always want to be known as the expert. I'm an expert already at the difficult teen lady, but I also want to be known as the expert to serve couples. And so in the beginning, I had mentioned that I had did a test run with the ebook. What ultimately happened with the second version of the book, which is now updated on Amazon, is that if instead of it being a wedding cake, it's a pyramid, it's the same words, it's a different color, and it has a woman on this side of the bottom of the pyramid, not at the top of the wedding cake, and then it has a man on this side because I also started to get referrals from different um, types of couples. So for, you know, we got heterosexual, homosexual couples, and they were wanting relationships relationship coaching across state lines. And I was like, oh my gosh, like my book is going across state lines. Now I was very strategic with how I got it in front of more people. I was connecting with, for those of you who work with couples, I was connecting with wedding planners. I was going to trade shows where they were selling wedding dresses. Why? Because that's where all the brides are, right? I was connecting with pastors because if you have a up-to-date pastor that accepts mental health, they are more than willing to refer some of these couples outside the church because some things are out of their scope. A lot of people may have a lot of deep baggage that they are not going to be able to get through in those six sessions or three sessions of premarital counseling within the spiritual institution. Okay. So you got to know who to collaborate with as well. So what I end up doing to position myself as the expert is I took the book and I started using it as my business card. So when I would go to events, I would give the, let's just say the person who was hosting the event, I would give them a free book if they don't already have a book. Right. Um, if I'm sitting on a panel, I would bring five books at the end of the day, the book took you what? probably four to five dollars to make. I mean, four to five dollars for that to turn into ROI of presentation somewhere else, workshops, speaking engagements, more leads, selling out my books. I want you to ask yourself, what are you using your book for? Go back to number one. So see, some of us try to skip number one and we try to get all the way to the sales. And you forget that when you have any type of product or service, 
there should be, I don't like to say the word need, but there should be a launch. I don't care if you're a therapist. I don't care if you're a teacher, if you're a digital course creator, anything. I don't care if you got a record. Okay. If you put anything out there in the marketplace, there should be a launch period. You dictate how long, long that launch period is. And when I say uh, launch period, I mean time period. Some people talk about their product coming out for months in advance. It just really depends on, honestly, if you need to get more leads in your ecosystem so that people can even know that this thing is coming out and better yet. For some of you, people don't even know that you're good at that one thing because you've spent your whole life going to school or working in a special industry and now you want to do this and you wonder why you're not getting sales. You've perfected your skill and you've mastered your skill all these years or decades over here in, in box A. And you just expect that because you've made a lot of money and because you're known in box A, you expect that people are just going to flock over and buy your stuff in box B. It does not work like that, especially if it's not the same audience or they don't have the same problem. So please hear that. It can be the exact same audience but they have different level problems, okay? So I took my book, I used it as my business card. So like I said, I took chapter one and then I put it into the course portal. Now, how this led into other paid things is that I started to, you never know who your book is going to get in the hands of, okay? So I went to like a large, um, it was like a Black Women's Network event. Um, it was like in 2018 or something like that. I, I went to it. It was by LAX Airport and it was hundreds of women. I took a risk. I was a little scared, but I went by myself. I mean, the panel was fire. I forgot her name, but the lady who wrote like Scandal and everything else that we watch, she was on the panel um, with her son talking about how they make the, uh, the shows and movies and things like that. I mean, it was lit. But what I was looking at is connection, collaboration, and just really getting my name out there to let people know, hey, I'm a, I'm a mental health provider. I do clinical supervision. And you may be wondering, well, why would you go to a general women's event as a therapist? Well, guess what? Even back then, people were looking for specialists to talk to women or women entrepreneurs about motivation, about, for me, I had also started over. I had went through a divorce in the past. And so some of the things that I clearly do in therapy could turn into workshops, right? All of that is clearly not featured in my book, but it stems from my book or it helped me create my book. I launched that book after my divorce, after I cleared my baggage and looked at what went wrong here. <laughs> you know, what kind of conversations when I was 20 years old, but I didn't know no better should have happened now that I'm 30. Okay. So what I ended up doing at the end of one of those events is that I gave a lady who was sitting on the panel, my book, she followed up with me. She had a nonprofit for girls. Then I had somebody invite me to a live event. I asked them for permission and I said, hey, you know, am I able to bring my book so that if people want to actually buy the book, they can buy it? And they were like, yes. I said, by the way, what do you, you know, we talked back and forth and I said, what exactly do you want me to talk about at your live event and who's going to be your audience? You know, so in our community, we teach our clients how to create a, what's called a speaker's kit. So if you're in our community, you need to go watch that video, that workshop. But we teach them how to, it's in our academy. We teach them how to create a speaker's kit. So that way you can ask proper questions to know how you're going to tailor your content for those people. Okay. And if I were you, I would do workshops and speaking engagements directly correlated with your products and services unless it's like a big give back impact moment. Like for mental health providers, it's like mental health awareness month. So during that time, I just want to talk about mental health. You know, I have my limits of how much time I'm going to give, 
but I'm not just going to dish out 50 hours throughout the year, right, for free. And so what I ended up doing for one particular event is it was about 20 women. So it was super intimate. They said I could bring my books. They said I would get a vendor table for free as a speaker. And then I got information about the women in the group in general, you know, where do they live, age group, um, marital status, things like that. And then I said, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I took the same information that I put in that teachable portal and I just tied a lie. No lie. When I say I actually over-delivered, over-over-delivered. So I did, like the introduction is loaded when you talk about it, right? So I literally stood in front of the group. Intentionally, I had my book. I didn't read it from my phone. I had my book so they can see it. And of course, they came up to me and was like, what a book, you know? So I sold out all my books. We took a picture and everything. You know, I posted it on Instagram and that sold more books. So I read the chat. I read the introduction. I printed out an activity. I gave it to them. I let them break up into small groups and talk about the activity after they did it by themselves because I like interaction. I'm a teacher by nature. And then I said, let's talk all together about what came up for you during this activity and what can you do about it combining. So anytime you speak, you always want to get there early enough to see the person who spoke before you. You never, I mean, I ain't gonna say never, but I would not highly suggest that you just like, drop in like you a Beyonce and say, all right, I'm here. My speaking, my speaking part is at 11 is, is 1058 where, where I need to go because you want to get a feel of the people that you're speaking to their energy levels. Do you need to uh, randomly get them out of their seat? I typically will get there one to two people early, if not the whole thing, depending on what time I speak and what else I have to do. Um, and then I will tailor the, especially the beginning or heck my whole you know, the part that I talk about based on the energy that I see from the previous people or better yet, I pull in what they said and I make it mesh with what I'm saying, right? So bottom line is when I ended that workshop in particular, I sold out of all my books. I went home with mental health referrals, couples coaching referrals, referrals for my group practice for people who lived in California because I did have to fly to another location. I also got booked for other speaking engagements. So why am I sharing this with you? A book is never just a book. A book is a business card. It is a lead generator. It is a opportunity for you to get more opportunities, but you cannot be afraid to market your book. Okay. So with that said, let me know who's listening and who's already part of the digital side hustle club. Cause I know I got some of y'all listening or y'all gonna watch the replay. Put a one in the comment box. If you already in the club and you are lit one of the bonuses that we are going to give our club members, so if you join later, you'll just get it as a replay, which means you can't ask questions live, right? So we just open up the doors to our membership. We have our first call tomorrow. So what's going to happen when we meet tomorrow and a replay will be available with a course portal by next week is that we're going to initially talk about our framework and how to do a simple beta launch from ideas that they bring. So it's going to be a lot of Q&A tomorrow. It's going to be really, really fun. I'm really excited. One of the bonuses that I told them I was going to give them is an extension of what we talked about today, but we're going to talk about how do you have a book launch party, especially online or in person, but we're going to have fun with it. And my clients that have launched books while they've been coaching with me, 
they 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 had a party. Okay, like they had virtual parties, you know, over the last couple of years. They have in-person parties, but I'm just also going to walk you through personal experiences I've had had in my business that have been very successful and they are rinse and repeatable. And that's my biggest thing is making sure that you can learn something that you can rinse and repeat and just change it and enhance, not change it, but enhance it and tweak it over time. Right. So we do have a special, how much does it cost in terms of investment to join the digital uh, side hustle club? So uh, it only costs a dollar, right? After the 14 day trial, you will um, have an investment of $22. That is our entry rate, which means that you get grandfathered in to that $22 rate as long as you stay active. It is a membership similar to Netflix. So when you say, I don't want to be in it no more, then you lose your grandfathered in this. Okay. So it's a dollar to start. If you want to sign up, all you have to go to is the link in the bio on Instagram or the link on the bottom of the screen, drtk.com forward slash links and join. We meet tomorrow. We start at 4 PM Pacific standard time. And again, if you cannot make it, you can always ask questions based off of the replay in our online community throughout the week. And then people who are in the group, we will be telling you tomorrow about additional bonuses that will be dripped out over the next few weeks before our next month call, okay? So this is what the $1 monthly meetup will give you. We have a separate Telegram group in which that's how we stay connected. Any type of activities, homework, uh, things that I need to give you that is not in the course portal, I will do it there. You get replays in a actual course shell. If there is a particular lesson that I would like to just put on audio, we are going to put that on a private podcast feed that you will get access to within the next few weeks. Again, when you are live, you can do Q&A on the call. If you are not there live, you can ask your Q&A either on the next call or in the Telegram group. And every month we will take you through different topics. So this is our framework. Now, for those of you who are in our academy, you know I love the word brand. Why? Because it speaks volumes of what I teach. And also my business is called Branding for Abundance. And so I just wanted to say that because some of them may be like, this looks like DTA. So our framework that I'm going to talk about in detail tomorrow for our first call is we're going to teach you how to launch in phases and do a beta launch, honestly, to test out your product. In order for your product to be successful, it ain't got to be perfect. Do messy action. Take messy action. Put it out there. Okay. The R is going to be for rinse and repeat. In order for you to be successful, you have to put something out there and put it out there and put it out there and talk about it. If somebody goes to your profile, your website, and you're saying you're an expert in something, but I don't find nowhere online, nor when I talk to you, do you say it in your intro that you're an expert in that thing, you're a fraud, especially online. So we're going to talk about how you have to show up consistently online and or in person, however you market and rinse and repeat your launches, whether it's a, it is an evergreen product, meaning somebody can get it at any time, or it's an actual launch like I do my private practice academy, right? We're going to talk to you about automation. Now I'm going to be quite real. This is where some of y'all may not want to like come to the session. And I mean that in the loving way of, I need you to come strongly. I want you to come because automation is what's going to help you take your digital product and leverage and scale your time, which is why a lot of you want digital products. So get this. If you say, I want to have another stream of income, I want to have a side hustle where I don't want to have a whole coaching program. I actually just want to have like 
some downloads. I want to offer my ebook. I just want something to leverage my expertise. Maybe down the line, I want to build out a whole, a whole coaching program. But for now, I just want some things to offer online in supplement of me doing all this one-on-one work, whatever you do for a living, right? You don't have to be a therapist to do that. And I keep making that disclaimer because I keep getting questions in my DM because my brand has been for the last three years only dedicated to therapists. So we have realtors in there. We have other like nurse practitioners. We have different people in different fields. I don't care if you're a mom, if you want a digital product, all digital products require you to, if you want to see if it works, a beta launch. So we're going to talk to you about and teach you about automation, but I'm also going to become your case manager. So there will be certain things that are a lot bigger than those monthly calls. And one of those beasts that I kept mentioning is email marketing. But the reason why we didn't embed email marketing is one, we wanted to keep the entry rate low. Put a two in the comment box if you love that, right? I had to extract some of the things that I have for you, but honestly, I only want you to have it when you're ready for it as well. I find that when email marketing has been part of a program that I have offered in the past related to any type of product that needs a launch, and typically email marketing is the way to go outside of text marketing because some of the people that I work with say, I don't want to sit on Instagram and the DM all the time. Okay, well, do you need a way to contact your people? You know what I'm saying? Like talk to them outside of your main thread. So if that's the case, there should be email marketing or text marketing or a blend of the two in place. But that is multiple steps. It is a whole course. And I want to make sure that you have beta launched your product in a very simple way and you're married to your product idea before you go out here and try to learn some email marketing. And then you let email marketing and potentially because you may see it in the wrong way, the dislike, because I love email marketing, but you may see a dislike, love-hate relationship between email marketing because it's tech, but we teach you in a simple way. And then you say, I don't want to launch my product. That's literally what I have ran into with some of my clients is like, this is doing too much. I don't want to sit here and create all these automations. I'm like, okay, well, where else do you show up at? LinkedIn. Okay, we'll show up on LinkedIn every day. Well, I ain't got time to do that. Okay, well, where else are you? I'm on Instagram. All right, we'll tell people to DM you. I don't want to sit on DM all day. Okay, so then what options do we have? You don't want to launch your product. (laughs) Okay, so niche expansion. When we talk about niche expansion, very similar to those of you who have done DTA or are in DTA, we are going to talk about how you can take that product idea and then start funneling it into a product suite. And then, of course, lastly, we are going to also touch upon delegation for digital products for the people who work with me in other programs. It may overlap a little bit in terms of you needing SOPs, right? But if you really want to leverage your time at some point, you're going to have to give your digital product to a system and or a person. And if you don't want to do that because you haven't been uh, making sales because you're not marketing, because you're not putting yourself out there, I just want you to know that what you put out is what you get back. Say that with me. What I put out is what I give get back. Okay, so we're going to talk about mindset over there. That's where really the private podcast will come in at. Okay, Um, but like I said, the dollar bonus, it will also get you access, um, depending on how long you stay in there, um, the book launch workshop. And that pretty much wraps up the workshop today. So on a scale of one to 10, how did you enjoy it? Um, We went over five marketing tools to help you market your ebook. But as you can see, you can use that also for a physical book. I just also blended in my narrative of how I used my first experience with my first physical book. 
and then made it like part of my, I made it part of my brand. I turned it into a lead generator. I knew who my targeted audience was. I, I did more than what we see today, but I surveyed my audience. I paid attention to maybe even certain questions that was not understandable the first round. So all I'm saying is that the first time, the beta launch that you put out the first time, it may not be your final product. And if you can be okay with that, you will be a successful entrepreneur. But digital products to a lot of businesses is very foreign language-ish, okay? So be okay with that. It will be a learning curve. If there is something that I say in the club and you don't understand it, say it, put it in the chat box. I got a question. So we can unmute you once we're done with a certain segment. But I'm really excited for the call tomorrow. Again, we meet tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We meet once a month. Of course, there will be some bonus pop-ups based on the month and the topic where either it will be a live feed or I'll say, hey, go check out this video. It's in your portal. So let me go uh, check out the comments. Hey, Asterix. So uh, great 10. This felt like the preseason to get ready for the call tomorrow. Exactly. So what I noticed when we were skimming through the all the introductions, man, them introductions is fire. I'm loving the diverse group of individuals, entrepreneurs, where everybody is from in terms of state, country, gender, ethnicity, um, background, uh, what product y'all want to offer. It's just very phenomenal. Okay. And I love the idea of thinking about this as a preseason. So I'm hoping that everybody who is in the club eventually watches this ideally before they come tomorrow, but it's not a requirement. But um, I, I love the idea. I have a whole podcast series on your business is broken down into four quarters in the year, but I also look at business as four quarters in a game because I played sports. And what do you do um, in the first quarter? You're beyond the warm up, but you low key warm it up to the players on the field or the players on the court or whatever you do. In the second quarter, you're clearly um, applying strategies and you are making points, aka sales, or you're getting leads or you're getting out your brand to people, right? In quarter three, you need to get serious if you ain't been serious because like it's game time. At this point, you've played the game for two quarters. We on rinse and repeat, right? And in quarter four, who taking the trophy, right? So you want to show up and know that you are always exceptional. And that's why I said in that club, more than likely in the private podcast, we are really going to be tackling mindset because this is what I know for a fact is going to come out and we are going to have to attack it really fast. Oh my God, 30 people in here also want to launch an ebook. And out of the 30, 25 of them have the same or similar targeted audience that, like me. It's not enough room for me. The last time I checked, it is billions of people on earth. Billions. So if you feel like 25 people out of billions is going to take all your clients we have a bigger mindset problem. Put a one in the comment box if you understand that. We have a problem. So go ahead and just, uh, it's January. Start, start reading books about mindset. I am going to recommend a book tomorrow to get y'all started off. It is only a recommendation. When I do recommendations in our memberships or even in our academies, from time to time, I will put it on the public podcast, more of a what I took from the book but I would encourage you to read the book on your own. I try not to get no dense books. I get books where 
is about to get you up and get you running. At least that's how I feel. I mean, the book that I'm recommending, I listened to the ebook this morning while I was working out. And I I sent my team like two 20 minute <laughs> videos. And one of the videos was like, this is your personal development for this week. And the last 20 minutes was like, and this is how we're going to apply what I read according to the launch that we about to come up on and that we in right now. Let's go. Give me your response by the day at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're not playing no games around here. <laughs> okay? So, all right, y'all. I will talk to y'all later. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I know that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, please head over to our resource page at drtk.com forward slash links for additional abundant resources. Until the next episode, live intentionally abundant.